0: I've had a really interesting journey in my readings and and basically self-education. About 10 years ago, actually, it's more like 15 years ago, I started toying with the idea of the meaning of life. And through that, that whole journey, early on, I thought the meaning of life was happiness. And then I kind of left it for a while. And then I came back to the meaning of life and this is not about the meaning of life but i started to understand the difference between purpose and meaning and that's a discussion for another day but this whole concept of we seek meaning we seek purpose we seek context it's been everywhere all through it's all through society and it's been all in my head but here's the thing my my reading and my learning has moved me away from the philosophical not away from but I've augmented it. I've gone from my whole trying to work it out myself like the doctor chi sent me high with the flow to um, the, the learned optimism to really down to Alan Watts which started to get very very esoteric and I absolutely love Alan Watts. I've got to be I think I'm one of his biggest fans. But it still wasn't enough. So then what I've done, what I've stumbled upon is is this whole idea of stoicism and not the stoicism as in the emotionless robotic um, person behind a bank telescreen, but stoicism as a philosophy. And this is the, the stoicism that's informed. You know, it's, been, it's been with us for over 2000 years, the, the likes of Marcus Aurelius the, uh, the basically pretty much one of the, the most powerful people ever to have lived on the planet as the emperor of Rome, through to Epictetus, who was a slave, through to Seneca, who was, who was a philosopher. And their readings and the, and the modern readings of, of and modern interpretations of, of Stoicism has started to blend in really nicely with Where I was with meaning of life, where I was with purpose, where I was with this esoteric idea of the you, which is a Alan Watts type concept of like, what is the ego, breaking down the ego, the whole Buddhist teachings mixed in with philosophical teachings. it's, It's all there. So what I want to do through this podcast, I think going forward, is to... I think it's going to be more of a diary than a, than a you should do this, do that. There are lots, of, lots and lots of podcasts about philosophy. There are lots of them about how to self-improvement. There are a few about stoicism, and they are fantastic, but they are few and far between. I'm thinking of naming this the Stoic Leader or the Stoic Manager, The reason I want to go down that track is that philosophy tends to be thought of as a simply a, again, esoteric or as a navel-gazing type of exercise. Oh, the philosopher in the corner. But it's not that. Stoicism has taught me that philosophy is actually perhaps the most practical thing you can do in your life. And what better way to show that or to share that than to do it through the most practical thing that we all know which is our work so whether you're working as a leader whether you're working as a manager whether you're working basically managing yourself because really at the end we're managing ourselves we're leading ourselves I would like to put the spin on stoicism for, as a from the perspective of practicality, not from the perspective of I'm going to get there and teach you this thing. Now, a lot of these podcasts on stoicism talk about the... They give you a quote and then they'll discuss that quote and it's fantastic, but I I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll be doing some of that, but not focus on that. There's also this question of meaning. How does a person get meaning in their work? How do they get purpose? How do they have a purposeful day? How does a person... Have their goals? How does a business define its purpose? How do the leaders within that business define their own individual purpose? It's all linked to, has to be linked to a philosophy of life, a philosophy of living, a philosophy of how I'm going to conduct myself in this world. And a big part of how we conduct ourselves in the world is how we conduct ourselves in our work. Ultimately, Stoicism is about achieving, and this is where it becomes circular, achieving happiness. And that takes me all the way full circle where I thought the meaning of life is happiness. Then I went away from that. And now I'm not quite back there because the meaning of life in itself is a a tricky term. But what Stoicism teaches us is that we want to be happy. And Buddhism teaches us that that as well. Be happy although you're suffering. Be happy although you will suffer. Be happy with what you've been given, the cards you've been given, and get on with it. Buddhism, Buddhism does it through equanimity. Stoicism does it more through practicality. There are tools to help you do that. So when I talk about the meaning of life is happiness, I talked about, it doesn't mean that that's why we exist, to be happy. But what we all want to be in our life is happy. Now, how you get to be happy, the Stoics teach us, is to be virtuous. How do you get to be virtuous? Well, that's not to get into it too deeply here and now, but that's basically to live the life that you should be living. So what is that? That's a life with truths. and There are basically four truths in Stoicism that I won't touch on now. It does mud map out The way to get to lead a virtuous life, the tools to lead a virtuous life, and then that virtuous life, by definition, without having to do anything, automatically leads to happiness. Where it's super powerful is that you can find this virtue in the most horrendous circumstances. A leg is amputated, a child dies. You lose your job. You go bankrupt. Your loved one leaves you. Someone cuts you off in traffic. It's from the sublime to the ridiculous. Stoicism teaches us how to deal with those things as they pop up. Now, back to Alan Watts and the idea of the you and who you are in the universe. Stoicism takes this on and basically says, like, get, take responsibility for yourself. Get out of your own way. And it will be fine. Where the, where the Watsonian esoteric teachings come into it is they help define who the you, Y O U, actually is or is not. So I'm going to try to explore this deep, very, very deep, and yet very, very practical of like, who am I? What is my ego? Does it even exist? How does that apply to business? Who am I in terms of myself and my meaning, happiness, virtue, and then the Stoic practical tools to get there? So as I said, it's going to be a bit more of a diary because one of the things that Stoicism teaches us is to diarize. They will diarize, people who are Stoics will diarize in the morning and they'll diarize in the evening. Now, not everyone can do that, uh, but you should try to do it every day. I'm just trying to break into this die-rising, and I find that I'm just better with my mouth than I am with... Well, I'm okay with the pen and paper or a keyboard, but I am good with my mouth. It just My mouth can keep up with my thoughts more than my typing on a keyboard can. So I'll be doing this now. I don't know... I'm always... I'm not going to be doing the thing of like, oh, today I had a bad day and I should have done this and should have done that. It won't be dominated by that. I'm going to try to do my diary in a contextual way that might relate to other people. Perhaps as I go through this, you'll also feel and say like, my God, that yeah, I went through that today. Well, I'm grappling with that issue as well. The thing that I do and I have learned is that you're not there and I've also learned that I'm not there even the greatest teachers of stoicism have not attained the status that they call a sage or a sage in buddhism you'd call them like a guru guru swami but but, but there is no such thing as a sage the sage is the epitome of a stoic person the sage is the sage is a person It's such a high bar to reach that no one has reached it that we know. But it points us to the picture of perfection that we can strive for and aim for. Now, there's guys like Aurelius and Epictetus and Seneca. They perhaps got close, but they were not sages. And we know that from their writings because they struggled and struggled and struggled. Life is, after all, a struggle. That struggle that they went through is is absolutely symptomatic of all of our lives. Stoicism teaches us how to do things, how to live a virtuous life, and we will fail. In dealing with that failure is how we lead our stoic life. So you will fail. I am failing now and the reason for the journaling is that you basically put down on paper on, on something, You go back over your day. You think back and you think, where did I fail? What could I have done better? And what have I done well? What I haven't done well is to do the journaling. I'm going to start by writing it as well and doing these verbal ones. I don't know how much I'll keep doing it, but I'm going to try. I will fail and I'll have to pick myself back up. So I hope this... Opens up a little for you in terms of uh, where the podcast is going. It also perhaps opens up in terms of this this trimvate of stoicism, meaning, and personal discovery we're all dealing with it. We just keep quiet about it. We don't want to talk about it we We sit there and we daydream and think, oh my god these all these bad things are happening to me. why me, why me? This is the stuff that I hope this podcast can help you with. The first first and most fundamental thing is the question of control. What Stoicism teaches us is that you should only, only concern yourself with things that you can control, and the only thing you can control is your own actions. And this is where Stoicism is very much a practical philosophy. You cannot control whether it rains. You cannot control whether someone cuts you off in traffic. You cannot control whether a loved one dies. So it teaches us, not to flippantly, but it teaches us with some really solid tools as to how to deal with the things that you cannot control so that they don't eat away and destroy your life and just focus yourself on the things that you can control this is the fundamental i think it's just the fundamental teaching of, of stoicism now you might think oh gee that's really obvious but it's not really it's like if someone cuts you off in traffic you've got to let your emotion go initially like if when you get to a higher level you can control your emotions but your first reaction is to "Hey, get out of the way you idiot but then what you very quickly do, and the more practiced you are, the better you get at this, is you reel those emotions in and your action is not to get carried away. Your action is not to let your blood pressure spike. Your action is to, in your prefrontal cortex, in your consciousness, and this is the world of Alan Watts, what is conscious, but in your consciousness, you will notice that you're, happy, you're doing this and you will take control of your emotions because your emotions are the remnants of your reptilian brain that we needed back to survive hundreds of thousands of years ago. We've evolved from that and we don't need all of those instincts that we needed before. You don't need the instinct that says you're going to jump out of it. If you see a line, you jump out of the tree because you're probably not going to come across a line, But those instincts are still there. So consciousness, who am I? Meaning of life practical practical everyday tools on how to live your life and deal with stress and get and get motivated. That's what we're going to do. I hope you're along for the journey. I'm Stephen Di Pietro. Thanks for tuning in.